Bass Edge Radio. Commence broadcast in three, two, one. You're listening to The Edge. Everything bass fishing coming to you nationwide from the Bass Edge Studios. Aaron, I know that you are getting ready to get the Halloween costume together. An exciting time here at Bass Edge Radio with episode 290 here in mid-October. Yeah, hard to believe, man. It's flying by, but I do love this time of year. A lot of people do because of the tree stands and being in the woods. I prefer to be on the water. And, of course, that always makes our long-term partners and friends at MegaWare Killguard very happy because if you have a boat, if you have a personal watercraft, you have to have a MegaWare product on it. We talk about it many, many times, but you have to ask for their products by name. They are the only one that brings the quality and the value to the table. Make sure to go to KeelGuard.com. Check out the entire lineup. You've heard us say it many, many times before. 15% can be saved by simply entering in the Bass Edge keyword. So, Kurt, speaking of going on the internet, been some kind of neat things happening on BassEdge.com as of late. Yes, that's correct. Very shortly, we will be posting the photo of Aaron and his family in the uh, Halloween giddy-up. I know that uh, that's been something weighing heavy on your mind uh, here. Y- yeah, yeah, that that is that is for sure. Uh, right, <laughs> That ranks right above my social media prioritization for my personal account on Snapchat. That's right. <laughs> so, without further ado, if it, you happen to be on the internet looking for Aaron and his Halloween costume, which may or may not show up, the cool thing is that if you swing on over to BassEdge.com, we have been continuously posting new videos and articles, and, and one article I want to mention real quick that I think everybody needs to get on and check out is seven ways to get the best fall fishing action If there's something not right on the ledger right now, that is the one. So be sure you check that out. And also, we got a cool video with Brandon Lester talking about Ned Rig fishing. And again, a popular technique that continues to gain more popularity. And really, quite frankly, you read in this article how it's evolving and uh, it's becoming more and more part of different uh, arsenals and techniques and how the original little tiny Ned Rig is starting to change, become a little bit bigger profile, a bigger bait and lots of great ways to to utilize that technique so uh, be sure to check all that good stuff out on bassedge.com yeah certainly a wealth of information there and speaking of wealth of information it is time to head right into another tackle tip in our protecttheharvest.com tackle tip for this episode This episode's ProtectTheHarvest.com Tackle Tip with Clint Davis. In the fall, one of my favorite baits to throw is a Yozuri 3DR topwater bait. My setup for that is pretty simple. I always throw a 30-pound Yozuri Super Braid. You know, it's a real thin braid, and it really allows me to uh, unload the reel. I used to throw mono leader on things, and I've gotten nowadays where I just go straight braid. The key deal with that, though, is throwing a really limber rod. I like a 7-1 medium light Phoenix Fest. It really loads up and uh, keeps me from, you know, pulling troubles out of the fish's mouth on a straight braid deal. The rod's a key deal, uh, 7 to 1 Shimano Corrado reel. That's pretty simple for me, just a 30-pound straight braid. That way, if I do get a bite at the very end of the cast, I know with no stretch in that braid, I'm going to get good hooks in them and uh, fight them back to the boat. That's a great tip for this fall, Clint. I appreciate it. 
first by land and now by sea. For years, Lucas Oil has been a staple in high-performance vehicles on both the road and track. Now, from the makers of Lucas Oil comes Lucas Marine products, specifically engineered for marine applications. Protect and lubricate your marine inboard, outboard, or high-performance boat with Lucas Marine Engine Oil or Lucas Synthetic-Based Oil. Learn more about the complete line of Lucas Oil and marine products. Visit lucasoil.com. Nitro Performance Bass Boats. Get pro-level performance with the Nitro Z18, the official boat of Major League Fishing. The Z18, with its nimble handling and versatility, sports many of the features in the larger boats in the line, like a Guardian Live Well, a heavily insulated cooler, dual 8-foot rod storage, and our smooth and fast NVT hull. Every Nitro boat is laid out to do one thing very well, catch fish. Enormous front decks up to 45 square feet on the Z21 allow maximum mobility when battling unruly bass and feature low-profile gunnels for ease of skipping, pitching, flipping, or landing fish. Nitro Performance Bass Boats, pure fishing machines. under the pressure from you and you know it's always about you it's, it's your time deadlines <laughs> and that we had to move it early because you're fishing right. this little dinky derby called the u.s open and that's right man i'm, I'm back to lake mead looking forward to uh, my second u.s open out here man love all this west coast stuff man the, the west coast deal is so awesome it energizes me every time i get out here faces i i, I don't see very often um like our good friend you know mark lassane at bass angler magazine if you haven't checked out bass angler magazine make sure that's part of your uh, education knowledge and uh, just love and passion for bass fishing but um yeah man love being out here at the u.s open looking forward to you know kind of recapping this whole event in our november episodes also looking forward to talking to the bass angler of the year in our november episodes too that should be another great interview but I'm hoping to come out here, jack some big large heads, maybe some big small mouth. There's a $50,000 bounty on the new Lake Record smallmouth provided by Bridgeford Beef Jerky Foods. So uh, that's pretty cool to see. And the payout for the U.S. Open, Aaron, you know, it's on pace nearly with a national event. You could put it between the FLW Tour, Major League Fishing, and the Bassmaster Elite Series. But it certainly is a huge push above the FLW Costas or the Bassmaster Opens, and and you can feel the environment here when you're well, out here. That's what I was about ready to say. I mean, let us not forget for those that perhaps may be newer to the sport, the U.S. Open, granted, it pays extremely well right up there with on the elites and the FLW Tour side, but more importantly, it carries a tremendous amount of just legendary status. I mean, it is yeah. the event, and, and I can remember back in the day when you guys would fish in the, the heat and the hot summer sun, and you don't know hot until you've been on mead but at least they've given you a little bit of reprieve, moving that a little bit later. But it is truly a test of the mental and physical wills of an angler. Yeah, beautiful fishery, challenging fishery, lots of fun. Definitely, you know, we've seen the weights increase uh, last year when they moved it into October. I think we're going to see the same thing this year. So again, look forward to giving everybody my experience in the November episodes. And Aaron, I think we got to move on to the uh, Lucas Oil Angler Spotlight. Otherwise, I'm going to get out here and hit the water. <laughs> So let's get right to it for our next guest in the Lucas Oil Angler Spotlight. Hi, I'm FLW Tour Pro Pete Pons 
I am Bradley Hallman, two-time FOW Tour Champion. I am Strike King Pro Angler, James Niggemeyer. I'm Bassmaster Angler, Drew Benton. This is 2018 FLW BFL All-American Champion, Nick LeBrun. Hold on tight, Bass Edge Radio is coming right back. know the importance of protecting your investments so why use anything else other than the original and toughest diy keel protector for your boat megaware keel guard grinding sand abrasive rocks and concrete ramps are no match for our exclusive contoured edge and patented technology megaware keel guard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour providing the longest lasting most dependable keel protection for your boat guaranteed for life developed specifically by boat builders offering the best keel protection in the industry also for megaware keel guard skeg guard flex step pro and pontoon guard so give your boat the performance edge put on the protection the pros pick megaware keel guard this episode's featured anglers going into his third season on the BASS Elite Series. He's also one of the few anglers choosing to run an aluminum boat on a major national circuit. Looking forward to breaking down some fall fishing today with pro angler Skylar Hamilton. Skylar, thanks for taking the time to be with us today on Bass Edge Radio. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, Skylar, welcome to Bass Edge. And before we dive off into all of your accolades and everything that you've accomplished in such a short time, I want to really just tap into the fact kind of after my own heart ever since I've been following you running the aluminum boat I know you do some other things which was how I grew up fishing but tell us a little bit about your boat setup and why you've kind of made that decision yeah this was actually my second year running it's an express x21 which is a 21 foot all welded aluminum boat with a 250 Yamaha SHO so it's not like I have a you know little rinky dink flat bottom aluminum boat I have a 17 footer that I also use here at the house some for fun but man the biggest thing with using that boat is um, you're not sacrificing anything but you're gaining a lot as far as access it's just a tool. When I joined the Elite Series two years ago, you know, financial stability is always an issue. I wanted to make sure that everything was economical as far as fuel mileage, pulling my boat, fuel mileage on the water. And then when I got there, I didn't want to worry about scratching my boat, reselling it as far as all that stuff because express boats, they're super tough. You can't hurt them. And they look brand new at the end of the season when you pull their app off. But it's mainly just been a huge tool for me to use. And I can go where I want to go and fish where I want to fish now and not have to worry about anything. Yeah, that's awesome, Skylar. Let me let me ask you this. Is this kind of a reaction to your fishing style as well? I mean, I know, you know, following your career, you won an open event in an aluminum boat in the past. Yeah. And, um, you know, you've also had fiberglass boats in the past. And I remember the first time you really kind of pushed into the spotlight was at a Bass Fest event there in Dayton, Tennessee several years back qualifying uh, again to fish the uh, finals of that event there by winning the um, kind of wild card event but is this really kind of like an understanding of what your fishing strengths are or you know how did that come into making this decision to run an aluminum boat I've had just about every fiberglass boat that there is and I have no issue whatsoever it's not like I'm so anti fiberglass that you know i tell people to decide what's best for them what made that decision for me which i won the bass fest event out of a 21 foot fiberglass boat after fishing the open since i was 16 and i had both i had a aluminum a flat bottom aluminum boat and that was was actually my dad's catfishing boat it wasn't like it was you know some super <laughs> right. that's pretty cool boat. yeah yeah so 
I finally just got to the point where I said, I'm tired of trying to figure out which one to take to fish the central opens. I'm going to take this aluminum boat. Whatever happens is going to happen. And I won one, finished seventh in the next one, and 42nd or third in the third one, and ended up qualifying for the Elite Series. So I said, well, there's something to that. <laughs> so um, I actually was in the place to win every open I fished that year. That's I, awesome. I either won it or saw who won it. So it was just a major decision for me. So I wanted to keep that going. I wanted to upgrade the boat because the places we go, you know, the huge lakes and right, water right. we go to, the express handles it great. But I'm not against fiberglass whatsoever. It's just sure. for personal decision as far as helping me fish, that was what I needed to do. Yeah, it sounded like you capitalized on some momentum there and felt like, hey, man, this is my niche and my strong suit. And uh, you need to take that to the next level. That sounds like a great business decision. And obviously in your neck of the woods, you know, it seems like that shallow water fishing, fishing in the creeks mm-hmm. is very important as we approach, you know, kind of getting in a little bit later fall. I mean, you know, up north, it's, you know, they might be seeing snow in another 30 days or so. But down in the south, you know, we're starting to get some really good cold fronts and things are starting to cool down a little bit. And, you know, we're breaking the jackets out every once in a while. So and that feels really good. But the fall progression occurs and fishing creek seems to be very, very important. Why do you think that? that this has struck such a strong phenomenon and how do you capitalize on it? Well, you know, especially here, I live on Douglas Lake here in East Tennessee, which the TVA Lake, I think a lot of it has to do with the bait and the creek channels and things like that. The bait, you know, migrates towards the back of the coast, towards the river and towards the back of the creek. And it just gathers the fish up. I don't think that the fish are doing anything different they've been doing all year. They're following the bait. It's just they're in a smaller area. They're easy to catch. They're a lot more hungry because they know the winter time's coming, so they're more likely to bite a bait. But they just follow that bait fish their whole life, mainly. And it's just they're in an area where you can catch them a lot easier now. For here at Douglas Lake, a lot of that has to do with the water falling, too, because, you know, it'll fluctuate almost 50 feet. And a lot of these TVA lakes will do that. Well, not that dramatic, but they'll fall. And that congregates a lot of fish, too. People don't realize that smaller area of water, it makes it easier to catch fish because there's not as many places for them to go. So a lot of the places that they hang out around the bank here on Douglas, they get drawn out of, and they're all in the creek channel. It just makes it easier. And also the amount of time before the fall migration towards the back of the creeks and stuff it's just the fishing's so terrible that it seems like it's incredible after it starts happening because it's just been horrible for the past you know couple months Skylar, when you're looking at current, whether it's natural current from, let's say, a river or like on the TVA because the water is, is going up and down and maybe perhaps they're controlling it with a lock and dam system, what are you looking for that time of year, kind of in this time of year, I should say, in the fall? And what techniques have you found that are going to be your absolute go-tos when you're faced with that? Well, the one thing I look for this time of year is more creek channel, defined places, a defined creek channel, even some flats that have bait. The biggest thing is bait, and whether the bait be up in a river in a high current situation or they're on a flat where it's, you know, a couple feet of water, it's just all about the bait. And uh, the river systems around here are great because of the oxygen coming in. A lot of the fish migrate up there, um, the back of the creeks. The only problem with the back of the creeks, uh, I don't like to rely on them mainly for tournament situations because if we get a heavy rain or something, I mean, you can still catch fish, but it can ruin a really good thing. So I like to find more stable areas that don't have that much current that still have that bait and something you can rely on. And main things that I fish on flats and creek channels and things like that are chatterbaits. One bait to throw for big fish is a topwater, like a spook or a uh, buzzbait. Rattle traps are key here. 
that's just pretty much four baits I throw is chatterbait, rattle trap, spook, and a buzzbait. If you're not going to catch them here on uh, these East Tennessee lakes in the fall with those four baits, then you're probably not going to catch them. Yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned all four of those baits are what I call horizontal. You yep. fish all of those baits horizontal. The jig fishing and the plastics and the dragon stuff on the bottom, not quite as important this time of year. Obviously, the easy reason is because, you know, the fish become bait oriented. Is that essentially the game plan just to cover the water as fast as possible and find the fish that are feeding on the bait? Is that where it all comes down to? Yeah, the main thing for those four baits, the fish are generally super shallow. I mean, that's something that you can throw in that water column. You can throw a three-quarter ounce rattle trap in a foot of water if you want to um, you can adjust the bait to the size bait fish that you're seeing i have quarter ounce rail traps all the way to one ounce and depending on how deep i am i can throw it on 20 pound test line and make it run in a foot of water it's just something that is effective in that depth range i generally don't fish over five foot of water in october november and uh, those four baits just key in on those fish they're just more effective than other things you cover a lot of water and be effective but i love throwing that big spook that's probably my favorite thing to do that's cool that's a great tip about staying shallow and and the way you like to attack that many anglers looking up these long feeder creeks in the fall you know that do have the bait present as you're talking about how are you going to break it down differently than say you know how we talked about current just a couple questions ago that aaron had mentioned how are you going to break that down a little bit differently you know it's a lot of wind orientation is great and and you'll see bait fish all along the top of the surface this time of year and the one thing you got to remember is where the bait fish is more likely to be pinned into area so you have schools of bait all out on the main lake in the creeks but those bait fish that are in that one foot to five foot area are the ones that are most likely to get keyed in on because they're easier prey. Bass are predators. You know, a lot of times they'll roam out in open water and stuff but whenever you have more a congregation of bait fish up shallow it's just easier meal for them in that shallow water. So current's a great thing. I key more on current when it's transitioning into that fall about before the lake really gets a good fall pattern going because it's so tough. You know, it's more predictable in current situations. But once the bait starts to get super shallow, that doesn't get as important to me because the fish want to eat. And you have to gotcha. just go shallow and fish up, you know, flats and creeks and things like that it gets pretty simple good stuff right there well hey while we're staying shallow we're gonna power pole down right here and take a short recess we'll return in a moment with more from bass pro skyler hamilton patented in 2000 perfected over years of testing and real world punishment the power pole is the ultimate shallow water boat positioning tool swift Power Pole deploys in seconds from anywhere in your boat. Virtually silent, Power Pole won't spook wary fish. Secure in strong current or gusting winds in up to eight feet of water. Engineered to take it with a lifetime unconditional replacement guarantee on the spike. Power Pole, swift, silent, secure. Visit PowerPole.com to find a dealer near you. Bass Edge Radio presented in part by Lawrence Electronics returns with BASS Elite Series Angler Skyler Hamilton in the Lucas Oil Angler Spotlight. That's right, Lucas Oil High Performance Marine Products, oil that surpasses all manufacturer's requirements. Be sure to visit the BassEdge.com store for free shipping. It 
works. Well, Skyler, you talked about some baits earlier. You know, we talked about the three-quarter ounce lipless crankbait, the big walk and spook that you like to throw. You know, you're in a game where you've got to catch the five biggest fish that you can catch. And quite frankly, as a weekend angler, a lot of times the big fish is the one that really makes you excited. We all love to catch fish, but when you can get that better quality fish in the boat, that's always something you want to brag to your friends about. So when you're looking to maybe catch that better quality fish in the fall, you know, just one or two two baits and why these one or two baits are important where you think they're going to give you a chance to catch that better quality fish. Right, I think it needs to be some sort of topwater bait. And I've actually got a uh, bait that's made by Bull Shad. It's a weight bait and it's like, I don't know, six or seven inches long and it just weight. It looks like a huge gizzard shad. Things like that. Maybe hard swim baits that stay up towards the top of the surface. My biggest thing, though, is um, seeing the new Strike King, the Mega Dog. It's like eight inches long. It's huge. Yeah, Some I've seen that. big topwater bait. Yeah, they really catch them. So that seems to be the bigger fish keying on those baits that are more towards the surface. Easier meals, you should say. You know, something that looks like a big gizzard shad that's dying or um, something that's not going 100 miles an hour. So buzz baits are great, too. Big, we actually throw buzz baits that are uh, made for muskies here on Douglas and Nice. Later in the fall, yeah. So that sounds um, exciting. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. You'd be surprised how many two pounders you catch on it, though. It's just you know, even a whopper plopper style bait, something that's just mimics a big bait fish that's struggling. That's an easy meal for a for a bigger fish. That's what I would recommend throwing. So Skyler, let's fast forward. We've been in, let's say, a full fledged fall pattern, what you would classify as. At what point, you know, to winter patterns in your area of the country in East Tennessee? do you start to see kind of that change that defining moment where it's from fall and then oh we've got to make that adjustment into the winter patterns right it's really dramatic too when it happens it's really not that gradual here you can still catch fish shallow all winter long but the majority of the fish here on douglas it's so different than anywhere else and i won't talk a lot about specifically douglas just because it's so different but here in the fall they stay shallow and then they'll be out super deep that's just how they live here but what i'll look for is that bait again you'll still have some bait up shallow but the majority of the bigger bait fish will either start dying out or they'll start going offshore again and um, we haven't had a, a shad die out here in a long time we used to have them all the time and uh, that would mess some things up for fishing but whenever those bait fish start heading back out into 20 25 30 foot of water is when you start fishing out offshore and it's actually for me I, I love to fish that way that's one of my favorite times of the year to fish douglas and cherokee just because it's actually easier to catch them uh, you have a better chance to catch a bigger fish uh, on vertical style baits like a silver buddy or a jigging spoon and uh, it's it's just a lot of fun. You get to bundle up, and it doesn't sound like fun when you explain it like that. But uh, you get to put all your clothes on and go out there and jig a little silver buddy. You might catch an eight or nine pounder. It's just uh, something you don't get to do all year long. It's just different for me uh, to change a pace because I've been flipping a jig or something all year long. I want to do right. something a little different. Yeah, That's so, awesome, man. Yeah. yeah, and you get to use your electronics, and you're sitting on top mm-hmm. of them. And heck, who, who doesn't like catching an eight or nine pounder? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the what? best time to catch a fish here that's that size. Is the dead middle of winter. It's the best time to come fish in East Tennessee. You talked a little bit about that transition cycle. And since we're, you know, kind of here in later October, that transition cycle might start 
happening in a lot of places, especially a little bit north of you, pretty quickly. Do you try to follow the fish out or is it just that they seem to be up and then out and there's no really in between? How do you kind of work that little transition period or is that something that you think just is is so short it's almost irrelevant? How do you deal with that? Well, you can always follow the fish out, you know, and a lot of it has to do with the length of the day. You know, the wintertime days are getting shorter. I think that you're better off to fish for one or the other, maybe fish for those deeper fish, more wintertime fish earlier in the morning because it's like everything is in reverse once you start getting to this time of year because or you have a great morning bite of shallow or something now you have a better morning bite offshore and your bite up shallow doesn't happen until later because of the water temperature but i never generally fish for in-between fish at any time maybe during the spawn or pre-spawn something like that you catch them in a creek channel it's the same type of deal right um, but you can really compare it to the spawn because they're just moving from deep water to shallow water and um, you know if you're in the back of a creek catch them on a rattle trap and the next day if they're not there they're either in the creek channel or they're already out deep so you know you can just follow the fish if you want to do that but i generally just fish one way or the other if i go up shallow and don't catch them then i'll be in that more winter time pattern skylar that's a great approach i think oftentimes we can get caught up trying to catch you know those in-between fish and the, and they're moving so dramatically it just creates a bunch of freaking havoc for us all you know you just kind of oh, yeah. committing one way or the other it seems to make a whole lot of sense and uh, i tell you what We've gotten so many listener questions. We mentioned this in the last episode with Clint Davis, and and uh, they keep coming in and, and trying to get through all these listener questions. There's so many great ones, and this segment's brought to us by Nitro Performance Bass Boat. And Skyler, I'm going to ask you real quick to just answer a couple of these for us today so we can get some of these knocked out. This first question, Timothy Blackman asks, is there a special fishing license professional anglers have, or do they have to get a fishing license from every every state they compete in. No, I wish there was. Unfortunately, my wallet is cram-packed. I actually need like a man purse or something. To carry <laughs> my Just borrow Kurtz. He's got four of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There needs to be something like that. I mean, it's such a small group compared to the to the nation that I don't think we'll ever see that. But uh, yeah, I have to buy a fishing license. And some, well, unfortunately, we're there for a weird amount of time, so I can't buy like a seven-day or a three-day. You have to buy an annual, and sometimes that can range from $50 to $80. You know, I bought a South Dakota fishing license for like 77 bucks and I got to fish there for you know five days or whatever so if anybody needs to go fish in South Dakota I've got like a year left on my 77 dollars <laughs> that's great so just so Timothy gets a gist on this if you're averaging 40 to say 70 bucks per license you're generally fishing 12 14 events per year quick yeah. math Aaron you're the financial expert where are we at uh, according to my math that's you know 900 120 bucks roughly i mean it's a significant expense right. <laughs> that's, I mean, you might as well say a thousand dollars those are some of the things that the fans don't really get to see as far as what kind of expenses that we have on the road so timmy that's a great question glad you asked it skylar we've got another one for you justin smith now skylar i know you like to do a little kayak fishing so i thought this was right down your alley justin asks i'm looking at fishing kayaks with the Hobie pedal design, and it seems more convenient to him than using oars. 
but they're much more expensive as well. Is the added expense for the pedals worth it? Uh, what else should he be considering when purchasing and fishing out of a kayak for bass? Yeah, I think the, the pedals are a no-brainer. Just because you need both of your hands to fish, I can't fish with one hand very good at all. And uh, trying to keep a paddle in one and fishing on the other, the paddle is always getting in the way because that's, you know, I still have a paddle-type kayak today, and uh, the pedals design just makes it so much easier to fish as far as a fishing kayak that's what you want to keep your hands free be able to be in control of the boat the entire time uh, it's definitely worth it if you're serious about it it's more than worth it in my opinion to have that pedal design versus the paddle design so that's a great question extra expense goes a yeah. long way when you're talking convenience and and you're looking at you know potentially having some for many many years to come and having both hands is important not not only for just the fishing part but at some point you got to hold the rod and lift the fish <laughs> yeah yeah and a couple other things you want to look at too on those is bottom design stability accessories depending on how much you want to spend on it you know a, maybe a power pole micro anchor that's uh, really a neat tool and any kind of electronic small electronic seven inch depth finder or something like that and i I don't go all you know that far i just for me kayak fishing is getting in dragging my kayak over a bridge dumping it in one of these amazing rivers we have here and if i flip over whatever i lose it's not going to be that i might have one or two fishing poles i usually lose pretty much everything i start out with um, (laughs) (laughs) so to me it's just you know i know how serious people are are getting and it's an amazing thing to see but for me it's just going and having fun and losing a bunch of stuff and catching some fish kind of like a sacred space out there just in nature yeah yeah yeah, i don't people can't see me i can say what i want to i can uh, pretend to be kevin van damme for a few hours (laughs) (laughs) well uh we appreciate, Skyler, you knocking those both of those questions. Actually, Kurt put you on overtime today from our listeners. And Timothy and Justin just want to remind you, you have to contact us through any of our social media. Send us an email at support at BassEdge.com or simply log on to BassEdge.com. Click the Claim Your Prize, enter in your name, address, and let us know that you heard your questions answered by Skyler, and we will get out the Bass Edge gift. And a reminder to all Bass Edge listeners, keep sending in those questions. Look, it just goes to prove we keep getting them we keep putting them on the air and there's still lots more we've got in the tank to get to but uh always looking for those great questions from our listeners to a shot at winning another great gift from bass edge radio email those to support at bassedge.com or leave us a comment on our social media facebook instagram and twitter pages well skylar it's uh, been a pleasure to have you on the show we appreciate you sharing uh, certainly your knowledge and experience with all of bass edge nation any final words or comments for the rest of bass edge out there man I'm just glad to be here and I love doing these top deals. It's just great to connect with an audience and get my name out there. And, you know, I really appreciate the opportunity. All my great sponsors really appreciate it. I look forward to next season. Hopefully we can uh, have a good year and see what happens with all the things going on. So we'll see what happens. I'm just uh, fortunate to be where I'm at and be a young angler, you know, this time and age and in the industry so just very thankful for the opportunity that i have you bet skylar before we let you go we're going to send you off with our final segment which is four last questions for you so uh you got a quickie stop at a gas station what's your go-to drink and snack oh go-to drink and snack well depending on the the stop location but, but i always go with the little snider i guess they're just miniature pretzels and a mountain dew that seems to be a uh i mean you gotta watch yourself on the road you can't be like eating cheeseburger and, and uh and <laughs> 
that's right. Put long you're chili cheese dog from the from the gas station. You know what I mean? It's not. It don't work out too good. So. You're gonna end up like me. That's right. What's well, your? Well, what's... you end up on the side of the road. Well, I'll end up like somewhere. So that's that's. I got I got to eat pretzels and Mountain Dew. That's right. You don't want to have an, another quickie stop too soon. <laughs> All right. So what's your go-to? You're all around. You're going out to catch the biggest fish you can possibly catch. What's the technique you're going to choose? The jig, of course, 100% to throw a big jig, whether it be a living rubber style like a Buckeye Lures mop jig or a uh, any type of jig, depending on the time of year. It's just a great way to catch the biggest fish that live in the lake. That's been my experience. It used to be all I ever threw. It's just constantly so that's for sure my number one choice for a lure for big fish all right sounds great and what is your favorite number and why my favorite number that's a tough one i'll say the number eight but i have no no reason why i don't i don't know i've seen it on tv this morning so <laughs> <laughs> that's right now for right this moment that's your lucky number it sounds like so you go with that. all right so football you live in east tennessee you know you're not really around a huge nfl team you got a couple ncaa ball clubs over there around your neck of the woods when it's Sunday or Saturday on the weekend are you taking time out to watch NCAA or NFL I watch both NCAA by far my favorite I love college ball you know they've got something to prove it's just the atmosphere is so much better I think you know I'm right in the heart of volunteer nation here so in East Tennessee I'm a few miles from Knoxville so you know I, I pull for the balls I'm not as crazed as most of the fans are so you're not uh, you're blazing orange every Saturday <laughs> no sir I'm not I'm not protesting our coaches downtown I'm not uh, yeah, I'm not doing that kind of crap I got better things to do but I respect the uh, the atmosphere that I have here it's just a great atmosphere it's a lot of fun great people you know we may be crazy but we're they're good people so that's awesome um, yeah NCAA by far is, is my favorite thing to watch so alright man well hey it has uh, been awesome to get to know you a little bit more today and loved all the tips you brought to us here at Bass Edge Radio always wishing you the best especially in your 2019 tour career Bass Edge Radio will return right after this message you know the importance of protecting your investments. So why use anything else other than the original and toughest DIY keel protector for your boat? MegaWare Keel Guard. Grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete ramps are no match for our exclusive contoured edge and patented technology. MegaWare Keel Guard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick. Their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the longest-lasting, most dependable keel protection for your boat. Guaranteed for life. Developed specifically by boat builders, offering the best keel protection in the industry. Also for MegaWare Keel Guard, Skeg Guard, Flex Step Pro, and Pontoon Guard. So give your boat the performance edge. Put on the protection the pros pick. MegaWare Keel Guard. Patented in 2000, perfected over years of testing and real-world punishment, the PowerPole is the ultimate shallow-water boat positioning tool. Swift, PowerPole deploys in seconds from anywhere in your boat. Virtually silent, PowerPole won't spook wary fish. Secure in strong currents or gusting winds in up to 8 feet of water. Engineered to take it with a lifetime unconditional replacement guarantee on the spike. PowerPole, swift, silent, secure. Visit PowerPole.com to find a dealer near you.
Aaron, this whole month has just been a whirlwind of education on fall fishing. Clint Davis, last episode. Skylar Hamilton, this episode. Love the little intricacies between the uh, similarities and the differences in what both of their approaches are. Of course, you know, we talked to Clint a little bit earlier in the fall process and now Skylar a little bit later in the fall process. But one thing was for certain, keep your eye out for those school and fish and Skylar really liking that super shallow water stand in less than, you know, it seemed like maybe one, two, three, four foot max. So uh, a lot of great information here from awesome bass anglers. Yeah, no doubt. Always uh, Skylar just really need to hear from that young man and him blazing a different trail in that aluminum boat. And, you know, I just want to encourage, obviously, you can stay with all things Bass Edge through our social media, some neat things happening there, as well as on BassEdge.com, the videos, the articles that we talk about all the time, and then certainly the Bass Edge store. There's a big promotion going on right now, free shipping on all Lucas Oil items that we're able to uh, kind of pass on savings to you, the fans. So, Kurt, we are out of time. I know you're chomping at the bits to be on the water, so uh, we're going to shut it down. For Kurt Dove, I am Aaron Martin. We look forward to the next episode, hard to believe, November 1, everybody. We're going to be talking about Thanksgiving and Christmas shopping. So long. We'll see you next episode. Edge is presented by MegaWare Keelguard. For more information on Bass Edge or to shop at the Bass Edge online store, visit BassEdge.com and be sure to join Kurt Dove and Aaron Martin right here on another episode of The Edge. Brought to you in part by Nitro Boats, Lucas Oil, ProtectTheHarvest.com, Mercury Marine, Lawrence Electronics, PowerPole, and Rapaholic.com.